Welcome to the Militant Grind Podcast. Today, I have mindset coach Patrick Tromley. Patrick, how are you doing today? Good, good. Thanks for having me. How about yourself? Oh, I'm, I'm amazing, man. Thank you for participating. You know, I love your story. I was very intrigued because I feel like we have a lot of similarities as far as our life path. Like I started off in the mortgage industry in 2005. You know, okay. and it was, you know, people were making money. Everybody was bankrolling. I mean, you thought it could last forever. Next thing yep. you know, 2008 hit and everybody was punched in the gut and, you know, everything just, you know, left scrambling, out, you know, left scrambling, trying to find a new place to go. And then you go to a new yeah. place and that one gets shut down, too. And yeah, that was that was a good time to <laughs> to be in the <laughs> <Right>. industry. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty heavy industry because it's like when you want to help people. You know, you can, but then you're also taught to be a predator as well, you know? Yeah, so it's, yeah it's definitely it's definitely about chasing that next deal, right? It, it's always about that next deal, no matter what. And no matter how many you just close, it's where's the next one coming from. And it, so you kind of lose the lose the sense of really trying to help people because mm -hmm. you got to get that next deal going. And it 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 can be a, a vicious cycle. Yeah, man. It's like, especially when you're a person that operates with high morale, you know, it's like yeah. that cycle is kind of like, ah, you know, get the credit report, four credit reports a day. Let's go. No yep. matter what, let's just get it. You're like, man, I yep. know I can't help this person, but okay, you know. Yeah. Pound the phones, make the 55 phone calls a day, call everybody mm -hmm. you can, tell everybody what you do. Like, it, it's a, it's a grind. It's definitely right. a grind. And, you know, the vast majority don't make it because mm -hmm. they don't have, the, the, really the right mindset to, to grind through it it's it's tough and i <laughs> it takes a special individual to be successful in that industry for sure yeah and so um while you were in it like did you see any longevity in it where you're like man i could do this for the rest of my life yeah yeah so i got into it because my mom was in the industry and so i kind of followed her in and started when i was in high school and then worked through high school you know summers mainly but part-time throughout the year and then worked night crew while I was in college and then graduated in 06 and jumped right in. And I'd been seeing all these guys, you know, making money, like you said, hand over fist, living the mm -hmm. high life. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to help all these people. I'm going to get paid. It's going to be great. And then about a year and a half into it, I was with Washington mutual and I, I'm sure you know what happened. You know, we yeah. got taken out by the feds and chase came in and picked it up for pennies on the dollar. Mm -hmm. And it, kind of rocked my world right i i was expecting to be able to grow a family build my whole life based off of that because that's what my mom had done and it was you know a stable somewhat stable industry with cycles obviously but people always need to buy houses and most people don't have 500 grand to throw down on a house right you're gonna need a loan right and that was the the whole thought process but wamu went down and then the next bank i went to was home savings of america and about a year and a half after being there, we got shut down there too. So I was like, okay, this is getting a little crazy here. Bounced around for about a year or so, went to two or three different banks and then was good. Found one that I was going to help build the wholesale division because I was a wholesale account executive working with the brokers. And we started building that company up and I really wanted to get more direct to the consumer, right? I wanted to help mm -hmm. the, the buyers and the borrowers. And so I went from wholesale Mind you, I was a top producing account executive, top producing regional manager. And I said, nah, let's let's go help the the people. I want to be more connected to them and was able, never able to find the same level of success on the retail side. And so I started really looking at other ways to supplement the income. And so I kind of started messing around with investing, flipping, wholesaling, um, that kind of thing. And 
really jumped into that when I wasn't able to reach that level of success mm-hmm. as a loan officer. So it's a, it's a crazy industry to be in. And I, I, I I'm passively investing now. Um, I've, I've really dedicated all my effort and energy to helping people through mindset and nutrition and fitness now. And that's, that's really where it is for me. There's, I get much more fulfillment. It's not yeah. about making that dollar. It's really having that positive impact on my clients and more so their, their kids and their spouses, because when we are able to get their mindset corrected and get them feeling good about themselves, they're a better version of themselves for their family. And that to me is way better than any deal that I've ever closed. Right. Right. And so how did you feel um, when you were, while you were working and not feeling, you know, aligned with the purpose? You feel empty. It, it's, it's always about that next deal. And to me, like that's a insatiable appetite because right. the deal closes and now it's like, okay, you got to get another one. Then you got to get another one. It's all about always about more and more and more and more. It's very gluttonous and it, it just wasn't, I, I knew something wasn't right. Right. I, I wasn't feeling fulfilled. Yeah. We were making good money. Yeah. We were, you know, helping people get into homes, but it wasn't having that kind of impact really that I thought I should be having. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it just was really unfulfilling. Right. Right. Yeah. And so what tools did you use to actually like find your purpose while going through that? Yeah. So I, I as I started doing more of the investing, I hired a mentor uh, really to speed things along, right? Compress the time and, and really pull mm-hmm. from their expertise. And he put me on to another mentor for more about personal development and really going through the personal development mentor, he he helped me have an epiphany that it wasn't about me. It wasn't about making that dollar, about my ego being like, yeah, I'm a top producer. Yeah, I, I kill it. I crush it. Everybody bow before me kind of thing. And not that I was like right. that, but you know, I'm sure you know some of those yeah. top producers are like that. Yeah. And it was more about who I need to be for my family Mm-hmm. and listening to my conscience. And so by listening to my conscience, obviously, I not obviously, but listening to my conscience, I believe our conscience is the authentic voice of our creator, of God. So right. by listening to that and really aligning my thoughts and my habits and my actions all with what my conscience is telling me to do or to be, I started feeling fulfilled. I started feeling like I was doing the right thing. And so I dove into that even more because that was something new to me. It wasn't something that I'd experienced doing the loans. And from there, it, it just kind of, that's where I had the epiphany. And it's like, this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be working on myself and making myself better because of my responsibility to my family. Right. And I was seeing the positive impacts on my kids, on my wife. Our relationship was getting stronger and stronger. My kids wanted to be around me more. I wasn't always bitter or, you know, looking for the next deal on the phone all the time, texting mm-hmm. and calling. I was able to really pour energy and and love into them. And because of that, I've I've jumped into that full time. And that's really now where my passion is, is helping people really experience that same kind of epiphany and work on themselves for their tribe or their people, right? To be that best version of themselves for their people. Right. Right. I mean, that's I I feel the exact same way because I ain't grow up in the most ideal household in the world. So with that, you know, I knew that I had to do something, you know, like if I don't sure. want my kids to feel the way I felt growing up, exactly. I have to, I have to personally develop myself, which is why you see that one bookshelf behind you. You know, those are books that I've just collected throughout the years. Now mm-hmm. I have another one outside of this uh, office that's 
you know, full with filled with books too. And I feel yeah. like it's very important for us to, you know, personally develop ourselves because we have to be better for other people. And like you said, it's not all about us. It's yeah. about the people that we affect and the people around us. Because when you think that a child or a person is not watching you and like picking up your mannerisms and how you act, oh my God, they definitely are. Like I have to act totally different than the way I grew up around my kids. Absolutely. You know? And it's like, Absolutely. I have to become a different person, but it's like, Hey, if this is what it's going to take for them to be better for them when I feel how I felt, this is what I'm going to do. You exactly. Know? Yeah. 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 And as humans, we're either growing or we're dying. So if we're staying at the same level, you're, you're dying. Right. So, and that's mm-hmm. where that personal development comes in. So, so strongly is it helps you get to that next level, mm-hmm. whatever aspect you're talking about, right. Physically, mentally, emotionally, as a dad, as a husband, the more effort and energy you put into making yourself better, the better person you are for your people. And as kids, right, my boys, especially since I've gone through this whole mental shift and I've gotten into the best shape of my life as a byproduct of of working on my mental state or my mindset, Mm -hmm. my youngest son loves to do burpees now. He's (laughs) because he sees me do burpees. I do them for cardio and whatever. And it's a, a more of a mental thing, right? Because burpees suck. Everybody hates burpees. Yeah. So the more you do them, the stronger you build your mindset up, right? And mm-hmm. so now yesterday, he's like, dad, dad, I want to do burpees. So he just dropped down, did 15 burpees real quick. So like yeah. like you said, they are always watching us. They are always pulling from us and learning from us. And so we have the opportunity to, like you said, again, change course, right? Not pass on the issues that we got from our parents to our kids, right. but you have to be cognizant of it and you have to put effort into not doing it because most of the time, unless you're aware of it, you're just going to pass on your your same trauma or your same whatever issue that you have because of your parents. That's going to get passed on to our kids, and that's not fair. Right? That's not that's not fair to them, right? So right. I think it's it's extremely important. That's really my biggest epiphany was like it's not about me or what I feel like or what I want to do or or anything about me. It's it's about them, and I need to be able to serve them properly. And in order to do that, I have to be a better version of myself. Yeah, with that being said, I've I've tell people all the time that a man does not become a man until he has children. And I feel that's that's what I personally feel. You know, and I mean everybody yeah. doesn't have to feel that way, but I, I feel that because when I see some of my friends and even myself, when they become fathers, and that's like the only way a man could truly be selfless is yes. if he has to take care of somebody, you know, and put somebody over himself, you know, yep. which is only a child. Right. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And a lot of guys still don't make that choice, right? They still, mm-hmm. and that's what I've seen over these last year or so really diving into this is that, and I was there, right? And so it's, I saw it in myself and I see it in other guys is a lot of us are selfish, right? We're kind of like grown man child. I say it's a, a man yeah. child because you're selfish. You more focus on you and what you want and how you feel. And mm-hmm. a, a man doesn't do that, right? A man is there to serve and lead his family and his feelings go in the back seat. Oh yeah, right? like a, yeah. Your your feelings are. It sounds harsh, but your feelings are irrelevant. You have a role <laughs> and you have a responsibility that you have yeah. to take care of, right? And so yeah. that has to get done regardless of how you feel. So, you know, it, it's I joke, but your feelings don't matter. They do, but they don't when you have yeah. your priorities of serving your family. Right, right. You know, it's funny. I'm uh commented on an Instagram post, and I said that you know a man's feelings doesn't matter. Like he has to just take full accountability of the family, like. And a man is supposed to be taken advantage of. And some people didn't understand that. They were like, no, men are. I'm like, look, that's all that we're on. The, that's what that's what I feel. 
that we're on this earth to be taken advantage of period yeah. you know yeah. and if you you have to come to terms with that and just be okay with it like if you especially if you decide to have children if you decide to have a wife you know whatever the case may be if you guys fall no one is gonna look at her right no one's gonna say anything but hey man why why did this happen they're gonna look at you and and it should be that way right i, I think we are created to lead and if that that's good and bad so you, you at the end of the day it falls back on you i think is what we're saying right it's it's mm-hmm. our responsibility to lead that family regardless of what we got going on what we feel or or whatever's going on in our head the priority is your wife and kids and their well-being and their happiness and their joy mm-hmm. so if we operate with that in mind you don't take offense like the people that that got hurt with with what you posted yeah. you're not going to take offense because yeah that's my job but right. I take advantage of that's one way to put it or to serve is another, right? Like mm-hmm. if I'm a servant leader of my family, I'm not necessarily being taken advantage of because I'm doing it on purpose. Right, right, right. But it's the same thought. It's the same idea it's where it's, it's selfless. It's not about me. It's about them. Yeah, exactly. And so do you have um, any coping mechanisms for men that probably like feel too much pressure with, raising a family and having to uh, provide for a family, like what coping mechanisms would you suggest a man does? Because men do have to take the heat. Absolutely. So my mentor says, and I've adopted it is that at the end of the day, what we have to do is you're, you're never going to be able to outthink a negative mental state. If you're negative, if you're upset, if you're pissed off, you're feeling down, you can't think your way out of it. You have to act. You have to do something physical to get your way out of it, Mm -hmm. right? So peak human performance, peak physical performance. What I do is I will do something physical. I'll do push-ups. I'll do burpees. I'll do something like that. So working out is a huge, huge tool to use. And it's not to necessarily build muscle or to be jacked or whatever that thing is. It's about what it does for me mentally. Right. After I hit my training every morning, my mind is primed and ready to go. I'm nothing can mess with me at that point. Mm-hmm. And by repeating that, the discipline and and following the plan of doing this repeatedly, you build your mental strength up. And then at that point, these smaller things don't really get to you. Right. right. You're you're strong enough mentally where when the shit hits the fan, it, you're prepared because you've inoculated yourself. Stoics call it stress inoculation, where you've gone through, you introduce these harder path of life, right? These getting up early this following a regimented diet plan, following a regimented training plan. Mm-hmm. You make your path hard on purpose so that your life is easier because you're stronger. Right. So for me, the, one of the biggest tools is nutrition and fitness. When I follow the plan and I don't miss I feel great about myself, which means nobody can mess with me. I don't allow somebody else to get into my head and throw me off. Right. Wow. That's exactly like, that's one of the reasons why you see all of those medals over there. Cause I do the Spartan races there you and go. while I'm doing it, you know, I'll hear people complaining and I'm like, I can't believe I paid to put myself through this. And I <laughs> tend to like shut them out. You yep. know, like you, of course you're going to hear complaints, but I'm like, look, I, I can't afford to hear these complaints right now. I know it's tough. I have to tell myself everything that I could possibly tell myself to keep going. Right. No, because at the end of the day, nobody's going to drive in the cart and say, hey, Sherman, let's go. I know you're tired. You know, you have to you have to deal with it anyway. So why put yourself in a position to beat yourself up or complain or worry or cry when you have to handle it? You know, anyway, 
<laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Back back to what I said earlier. Your feelings are kind of irrelevant here. You got yeah. a job to do, and it's to finish that race, or it's to provide for your family, or it's to take your kid to the park, or whatever it is. That's your job right now, and everything else doesn't matter. This is what's important because really, all we have is this moment right now. And if we're mm. distracted by stuff that happened in the past, which we can't change, right? right? So something that's dead and over. If we're dealing with that mentally, you're missing the current moment, and you're not going to have the future necessarily. We don't know. You could die right now. Yeah. So you're worried about the future. You're worried about the past and you're missing the present moment. And that for me was a big thing. Like I was always looking ahead, right? What can I do next? Where do I got to go? What move do I have to make? And I wasn't being present with my kids. So I missed a lot of my oldest son growing up because I was going to different seminars. I was traveling a lot for work, going all over Southern California. And so I, the, one of the biggest things is I missed him losing his first tooth. And that bothers me still. And it's mm -hmm. because I was chasing the next deal. It's, being present in the moment is is paramount. And in order to do that, you have to be comfortable with yourself. You have to have that strong mental state to not let the past or the present, or excuse me, not let the past or the future or somebody yeah. outside of your current situation get into your head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's very important. Because, um, you know, I, I even battle myself with, with myself with reflecting on the past and allowing that to anger me, you know, and mm -hmm. that is... It's a very tough thing to do, Absolutely. but I have to, <laughs> I have to constantly remind myself, Hey man, today you could do something different. You can move closer to your goals. You could read 10 pages. You could go work out. Uh, you could always do something in the present instead of sitting back and reflecting on negative thoughts or negative things that happen to you to Absolutely. bring back those feelings. Because a lot of times we're thinking about things and it may not even be as bad as what we make it seem, you know? True. Very true. Very yeah. true. And, and at the end of the day, if you're sitting there, I think a good approach, if you do have stuff that, that bothers you from the, the past is to try and find the, the good in it, the opportunity or the benefit of it, right? Something bad happened, but it allowed you to do this, right? You know, if, if you can try and find the opportunity or find the, the good seed in all that nastiness, mm -hmm. it's going to help you with the mindset again, right? Because now you're looking for positive something positive to pull out of a negative situation right and that is huge because then you're going to start to elevate your vibe you're going to start to attract more positive things in your life people things when you elevate and level up your vibe a lot of stuff in your life changes you don't necessarily know why mm -hmm. but it's because you're now vibrating at a higher frequency and you're pulling that to you right it's that law of attraction or reaping and sowing depending on what your your belief system is so how would one elevate their frequency oh there's a there's a few different ways um simple ways music if you're listening to music i think it's 200 hertz is the the border i guess you could say so mm -hmm. you can google and like uh youtube music you can google like high vibe music and it'll have the different hertz so if you're at 200 or above and you listen to it a lot of it's like spa music honestly yeah. it's kind of that yeah. oh that that kind of mm -hmm. stuff and if you sit and listen to that for even five or 10 minutes, you feel better afterwards. So right. that's one thing I do in the morning. I'll listen to that on the way to the gym kind of gets me feeling good before I go to the gym. Training, working out is always a good way to elevate your vibe, stressing the body, putting in that work. It's going to do that. And then following a, a plan, right? A morning plan, either a routine or a process mm -hmm. and executing that without missing. You build that self-confidence, you build the momentum, you build that the mindset to where it's you're ready to go, you're feeling good and you're, you're 
vibrating at that higher frequency. So if you do all of those things, those three things, your mindset's on fire. You're ready to go. You're vibing high and you really can't be messed with too much. You, you're on that strong, powerful kick because you put the work in, you built that, that self-trust up, you built that self-confidence and the momentum. And now you're that snowball rolling downhill and, and stuff's going to get in the way, but you're going to go right through it because you're ready for it. Right. Or stuff wouldn't even like come towards you because it's not going to, you know, it's not going to attach. That's one thing I have noticed that when I'm elevating at a higher frequency, things come my way and I more so likely don't have to avoid anything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Because you're going to attract, like I was saying, you're going to attract that higher vibe stuff. People Mm -hmm. thinks whatever it is, it's, it's the law of attraction, right? You're, you're vibing at this high level here anything else that's vibing at that level, which is mainly positive stuff, the higher your vibe is, the more positive you are, the closer to love you get, the closer to the God frequency you get, the more positive stuff you pull towards you. And you're exactly right. You don't even have to really deal with that negative stuff. One, because you're not thinking about it. You're mm-hmm. on your own path. Your mindset's going. Mm-hmm. And two, you're, you're not attracting it to you more often than not, too. So you're exactly right. Right. And so one thing I have noticed um, during that type of journey when you're elevating yourself to a higher frequency is that you have to let a lot of things and people go. You know, you can't tell like you probably might have, you know, just one friend, if that, while you're on that journey. So, <laughs> yeah. So how Absolutely. would, yeah, it's, it's pretty tough, but it's hard, but it's kind of, like, it just reminds me of someone going through um, rehab for drugs. It's like, you know, you want to go back, but then you're like trying not to relapse and go back into those lower vibrational states. Exactly. Exactly. You know? I say all the time, you got to audit your circle. Yeah. Especially when you start on a path of, of self-development, you're going to have a lot of people that you think are your friends. They're going to not end up being your friends because mm-hmm. when you start working on bettering yourself, mm-hmm. you're going to shine a spotlight on them and they don't want to see that they're not putting the work in on themselves when you're right. doing the same stuff that they could be doing. Mm-hmm but they're choosing not to, they're choosing to stay drinking. They're choosing to eat crap food and not go to the gym and just sit and be complacent and comfortable. And you're out there, you're going for that next level. You're putting the work in, you're trying hard. You're, you got this positive mindset going. People don't like that because it makes them feel bad about themselves. And so you're going to lose a lot of friends and that's fine because those really aren't the right kind of people that you want in your life. You want to circle encircle yourself with people that are either at the same vibe or that next level so that you Mm -hmm. can, reach for that next level and they can help you get there they're going to hype you up and and be more supportive of you versus those the friends that you have they're gonna they're gonna start to talk shit really like a lot of them they they oh man what you think you're too good you can't go out drinking with us or oh Mm -hmm. well you don't go to dinner with us anymore it's like no it's not that i don't think i'm or it's not that i think i'm better than you i just want to do different things i want to go for that next level i'm i'm happy with where i'm at Mm-hmm. But I want more. I know I was created to be more. I was created to do more and help more people. And I can't right. do that in my current state, my current level. I got to go to the next level up. Right. And I feel like that's the ultimate test that one would have to go through. And I would really like to tell people that that is a lot more painful than what it sounds like. It can be. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, sure. it's it's pretty bad because. You know, I was raised in such a, a negative environment where it's like a lot of us didn't see ourselves doing anything different oh. than what the other typical person did. Like your mom was in the mortgage industry. My dad was a teacher. So it's like 
he's not gonna see me doing anything better than that you know or right they're kind of yep. like they're like okay i did this so you could do the same thing but then when you dare to be different that's when the heat comes like who do you think you are you're not exactly. this you're not that because i can't see myself like that yep they have the limiting beliefs right and the right. only limits that, that really exist are the ones that we put on ourselves mm-hmm and, and most people we're trained through the school system. We're trained to be consumers, right? Yeah. Consume as much as you can. Whereas what we need to do is we really need to think as like investors, right? Like how can I make that move? That's going to benefit the most amount of people, right? How can right. I, what relationship can I build? What thing can I learn that's going to help me get to that next level? And that's not what we're, we're normally trained to or programmed to do. And so it, mm-hmm a lot of people fall back to their programming, right? Like we just said, you're not supposed to do that. We come from here. You're only supposed to do this. It's like, mm-hmm. well, no, that's what you think. That's not what I believe. I believe God created me to be an elite son of a gun. That's going to do crazy shit and affect the world and have a huge impact and, and help thousands of people. Right. You can stay small minded working at your nine to five. That's totally fine with me. It's nothing against that because I was there. I was a nine to five guy for a long time. But now that I realize I was created for more, Mm-hmm. I'm going after it and I want to bring you with me, but a lot of them don't want to put in the work. They want right. to be comfortable. They want to be complacent. And that's family and friends, right? That you're going to have family that does the same kind of thing. It's not just the friends that are going to be, be negative towards your journey. Right. But it is what it is, right? Like at the end of the day, if you feel called to do more, to be more, that's what you're supposed to do. That's God telling you, Hey, I created you to be amazing, to be this, impact on the world to have this impact on the world go go for it yeah what are you gonna do fail okay so then you're in the same situation that you're at right now so you're really not losing anything you know what i mean like it's yeah and, and failure is part of it and i think a lot of people are scared of failure and mm-hmm. i've failed many many times and it, it it sucks at the time but it's part of the process right and so you kind of remind me reminded me of this book that i read called discover your true north and in that book, it um, it shows you that as a child, you kind of know what you want to do in the world. Like you kind of see where you should be fit. But then when you go to, through school and, you know, society, you kind of get told that you should be something else. And I've and I figured out that a lot of successful people like the super uber successful people are people that have been doing the same thing since they were a child. Like Michael Jackson, Bruno Mars, Michael Jordan, yeah. Venus and Serena Williams, like all of these people, you know, they've been doing it since they were a child and they just kept it going and they never wavered the faith. When right. I read, uh, I was reading about Bruno Mars yesterday on Wikipedia and I was just shocked. I was like, what? Like he got dropped from Motown like within a year and he just had every excuse to stop. Right. You know, and he just kept going, kept going, kept going. Next thing you know, he's one of the biggest stars in the world. Yep. And that's exactly it, right? It's the yeah. failure. You're going to have the failures. That's part of life. But mm-hmm. they're only really failures if you quit. If right. you don't quit, it's a learning experience, right? Like you got to, again, it's you got to find the positive in that negative situation. Mm-hmm. What can I learn from this? What did I do wrong that I won't do next time? Or what can I use to leverage myself and get to that next level faster because I went through this? Right. And do you see, like when you were growing up, did you want to just do something to help people? Was that I like wanted to be a baseball player. To be honest, I wanted to play baseball. I <laughs> okay. love baseball doing all that. But mm-hmm. after that, then I, I thought that I was going to be a lender. I was going to be helping people buy and refinance homes for my life. That's what I thought was 
my path. Mm -hmm. Um, Clearly that was not, and I'm glad that I found it now, but I think a lot of it, I I think you're right that kids know what they want to do because they're still attached to their emotions, right. And they're, they're passionate and they feel like this feels right. This feels good. This is what I want to do. And I also think you're right that we're programmed by going through the school system, but as we grow up and, and other outside influences at a younger age, they program us to fit in the box that they want us to be in. And it, it detaches you, like you said, from your feelings, from your emotions, from your passion and that's why a lot of people kind of just go through the motions in life and they're just doing what they got to do to get by, to get, get to the next day. And that's, that's a rough way to live. You know, it's not, it's not fun. You have lack of joy. You have a lot of times lack of money, lack of, right. uh, it, it's just a, a, a lack of life, right? Like you're, mm-hmm. you're lacking in so many areas where you start to get in that negative spiral, then you don't have that self-confidence because you're not doing the thing that you want to do. It, it's a, it can be a very negative situation to be in. And if you're not aware of it or you're not cognizant of it, then you don't know what's going on and you just think life sucks because this is how life is supposed to be. And it's mm-hmm. not. Right. Right. And one thing that I've um, noticed, like I've always worked out my whole life. Like I love fitness. I love everything about it. I love feeling my best. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would, I would just wake up and just look at better ways to work out different workouts and things like that. Sure. And then I was told like, why don't you do something with fitness since you love it so much, you love health and wellness and you love helping people, but I'm more so focused on, I can't get rich from that. You know, like, like I always yeah. wanted to be rich, but I don't feel, I never felt that me doing my purpose will lead me to being rich because of, the ne- negative beliefs that I have within myself. Sure. Right? And and, and so, if you don't see an example of it too, right? right. Like somebody else has done it doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, that's, I think that's human nature, right? It's scary. It's unknown. I don't know if I can actually make that money that I want to, because I haven't seen anybody else do it. But I think once right. you're exposed to somebody that is doing very similar, the same thing that you want to do, and they're achieving the things that you want to achieve, the life mm-hmm. that you want to live, the money that you want to have, then you're like, okay, maybe I can do this. And right. then you start pushing more, but that, yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. And that's why uh, I, I have to say a quote by uh, Wes Watson. I'm not sure if you know who that is. He is my mentor. Yes, he is. Yes. That's the guy you were talking about earlier. Yes. What? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I came across him on Instagram a few years ago uh-huh. and then uh, my, my real estate mentor mentioned him again. And then I really like started connecting with him and reaching out to him and, he was the one that really gave me that epiphany. Like, yeah, you know how he talks. He's like, Hey motherfucker, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? You don't right. like get your head out of your ass and do what you're supposed to do. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? You're right. I am. I got to pull my head out of my ass and figure out what's what. And that he, he changed my life. I will give him credit for who I am today is because of Wes Watson, man. Uh, you know, it's crazy. I was, I went through a period of being like obsessed with his speeches and the way he talks because he has a talent of like hitting people where they need to be hit. Like, cause I, I listen to a lot of motivational speakers and read all kinds of books, but there's something about him that like hits you in the gut and mm. wakes you up and be like, nah, you know, cause I just listen to his speeches and I listen to, well, not his speeches. It's a, what do you call those? You know, his videos on YouTube. His yeah. Yeah. The and park like bench that. stuff and all. Yeah. This. You know, it kind of sounds like it's a speech, but it's not. But yeah. but yeah. So like I took that. And when he said, 
be the best version of yourself and give that to the world. Absolutely. That like hit me like a ton of bricks because how can the world get better if we aren't being the best versions of ourselves and giving it to them? And I'm a firm believer in leading by example. You know, like I cannot tell anybody to be healthy, to be in their best shape if I'm not that. Right. You know, it's like I'm a hypocrite hypocrite. otherwise, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. So I figured that, okay, I have to watch, like, I have to be more um, intentional on what I say, what I do, how I act, who I spend my time with, like everything, you know, what I'm paying attention to. Like I had to like reevaluate my life and just like cut so many things out and put other things in. Right. And I feel like that's when the change happened. Absolutely. That's exactly right. Like that's it is. And that's really what I'm preaching, right? Is to be the best version of you so that you can give that person to your family. That's your world, right? Your family, mm-hmm. your tribe, your people, the ones that you interact with, your followers. Right. You can't tell them one thing, especially with your kids, right? You can't say, hey, you can't do this. And then they see you doing it. They're going to know right. kids are going to be honest. They're going to call you out. You'd be like, dad, you said I can't do that, but I see you doing it. Right. And then how are you supposed to tell your kids you need to do these things as a man? You need to be, you need to lead your family. You got to take care of yourself. You have to pour into your family. And then you're not doing that. Mm-hmm. the kids are going to see it. They're not dumb and they're always watching. They're a lot smarter and a lot more observant than oh, I think yeah. we give them credit for most of the time. Yeah. And that was the, like, he, he slapped me across the face with it and his no coddling his straight. I'm going to call it out. And he's got the saying, love ain't lies. Right. If I, I'm coming from a place of love, that's why if you see any of my content, it's similar to his, it's not as, <laughs> as intense right. as his, but right. it's <laughs> like, I, I call people out because they can be better and I can, I see the potential in them and I see their kids and I see the kids watching them. And it, it like, it, it makes me mad. It, it frustrates me. It makes me sad at the same time. Like yeah. you could, you have this responsibility, you have this awesome family, but you're giving them the middle finger. You're telling them I'm more important than you because yeah. you want to be selfish. You want to focus on you. You want to eat that shit food. You want to be lazy. Whereas if you make the right choices and you make a couple little changes, you're going to give that family, those kids, that wife, an amazing life that they deserve. And it's right. it's all about them. So you have to pour into them and you have to start with yourself because you can't pour from an empty cup. Right. That's where that self-development process comes from. Right, man. You know, it's crazy when you said I get mad. Like, I I feel like because I get very upset. Like, I, could, I spaz out almost. But <laughs> I feel like sometimes that's the only way to really communicate with people that this is more serious then they oh, think it's not a it joke. is you know 100%. it's not a joke like i just spaz out like no this isn't right and they're just like well i'm like no i'm speaking with passion because right. what you're taking lightly can affect many other people in a negative way 100%. and you're not and we're not even consciously aware of these things that we do because it's like you know all of this stuff could slide but it's like no if you get it together this could help out a lot of people in its entirety so i have Absolutely. to communicate with you that this is serious. This is important. You can't do this. Right. You know, you can't 100%. be selfish, you know, like, right. come on. hundred percent. Because not only is it going to affect my kids, but it's going to affect my kids relationships, right. With their yeah. spouse, with their wives. And yeah. then not only is it going to affect that one, it's going to affect their kids. Right. So this is like a multi-generational thing. And that's yeah. what a lot of us don't see is that the ripple effect of the way we act, what we do, mm-hmm. it ripples out and it affects everybody like indirectly or directly you're having an effect on your neighborhood you're having an effect on your city your town your country yeah all be all based on what you're doing and it's a simple 
as as forming positive habits, right? And and right. really pouring into yourself so that you can be that elite level version and give that guy to your people. Right. So your kids will see that. Like my kids, they go around saying the same stuff that I do. Hey, we need to be better. We need to get, we need to work out. We got to eat right. You can't eat Mm -hmm. that. That's not good for you. And it's, they're going to take that with them. Right. Right. And so they're going to, as they grow and turn into men, they're already going to have this stuff that I, it took me 38 years to find. Yeah. They're going to have these ideas. And so if I can cultivate that and really drive it home in a positive way, right. Then hopefully they take that with them and it affects they affect their whole circle, their circle of in- sphere of influence, mm-hmm. just like you said, right? And you're going to have that ripple effect that goes way further than you ever thought it would. Man, you know what's crazy? Uh, my daughter, she's into sports and she's very athletic. And I took her to the gym with me and she wanted to work out with me. And so, like, awesome. everybody, all of my friends in the gym were, like, so excited to meet her, so happy. She was doing all the workouts. She was pushing me to go harder. Like, no, dad, you got to awesome. do more reps. And I started to think about that, and I was like, you know, she's watched me work out in front of her ever since she was a baby. If mm-hmm. I'm, I, if she calls me and it sounds like I'm somewhere, she'll say, daddy, are you in the gym? <laughs> you at the gym? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I feel like it is, it's way more than what we think. Oh, way absolutely. more. It's like me just seeing her. If I tell my kids, Hey, let's go in the garage and work out. They're happy. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, let's go. Daddy, I want to work out with you. And my daughter, my youngest daughter's doing squats. My son's doing it with her and they love it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? they, 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 they pick up what we're, we put down. Right. So we got to make yeah. sure that we're, we're very cognizant of, of what we're doing. And mm-hmm. it's it, it, like I said earlier, it starts with what you eat and what you do physically. Are you sitting on the couch, you know, binge watching Netflix with Cheetos stuck in your rolls and Man. like a sad example of, of what life can be. Right. Because they're going to emulate you. They're going to continue whatever path that we set them on. Right. And, yeah. and, and the goal for us and our responsibility to them is to set them on the right path, the path to reaching that next level to go further and and do better than we ever could do ourselves right and then in that and then in that way you know whatever happens after that you know it's just it's just on them you know if i gave you my absolute best and you know that i gave you my best by what i was implementing and you decide to go against that i will have no regrets like i will not care people ask me what anything else than that right like that's all you you can do is your best right Right. And and there's a lot of people that think they're doing their best when they're really not. You know, I just want to I would just like to say that. Yeah. And like, I, I think those people know that they're not. They say they are. But if they were to sit and really like think about it, they would come to grips with oh, I could do better here. I could probably eat healthier. I could probably mm-hmm. not be on my phone or on TV as much. I could be really trying to create memories and experiences for my family instead of right. just just kind of coasting through life. I, you're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, man. So this is an amazing conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, like, no, uh, I, I love these. This, this is fun. This is good stuff. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so I also want to ask you, um, what is like one of the problems that you see in society in reference to manhood and the state of manhood at this moment? There's there's quite a few. <laughs> That's a whole nother episode. Uh, <laughs> but the, the biggest one's got to be toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. right? Like, the traditional role of a man being the head of the household, the leader, not necessarily the breadwinner, but the provider, 
right? Yeah. So I, I believe that man should do t- three things, provide, protect, preside over his family, right? Mm-hmm. So you provide emotionally, financially, everything that the family needs is on you to provide. Protect right. obviously is pretty simple, right? You need to be strong enough to protect physically. You need to be protect the, the kids growing their minds. Don't let them be corrupted by all the craziness that's that's going on right now right and then preside you have to lead the family right so that has been demonized and the traditional family structure has been eroded for how many years how many decades now where the dads have been removed it's so there's a lot of things right that's what i'm saying but I, i think the biggest one probably is toxic masculinity where the fact that a strong man who wants to lead who wants to sacrifice for his family that's that's deemed as something bad as oppressive to women as something that we should run from right and i i think a lot of that is because the masculinity isn't true masculinity right so we have a lot of beta soft people in powers of position and Mm -hmm. i think it goes back to what we were saying earlier where you're shining a spotlight on their shortcomings right and so since they're in control of narratives media that kind of stuff, they have the power to try to squash the opposing point of view. Right. And to me, masculinity isn't oppressive. It is a leadership, right? It's, it's leading and being capable of very dangerous things, let's say, but being restrained at the same time, right? You're in control. You're able to do what you need to do if stuff happens and you need to get down but at the end of the day, you're leading and you're sacrificing. It's it's not about you. It's about who you need to be again for your right. family, right? And a lot of times you don't need to be that big brute force. You just need to be a strong man that stands in the way of things to protect his family. And because of the whole feminist movement and that kind of stuff, that's been branded as, as toxic. And I, I don't know, but I think if you were to go pull 100 women, you're going to have at least 80 of them say they want a strong man that will stand in front versus the one that's kind of holding a purse and, and behind her as they're walking down the street. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you know, people like to manipulate themselves to feel like they don't really want what they should have or what they need, you know? Yeah. It's easier. It's easier, <laughs> right. right? It's easier to sit on the couch and and not eat right and not go to the gym and try and better yourself. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's much easier to be that soft, weak individual. And right. that, that's not just men, that's women too, right? So that that applies across the board. But as a man, that is almost the antithesis of, of what we're supposed to do. And mm-hmm. it's it's because it's easier, right? Nobody wants to put in the work. It's that instant gratification. I want to feel good right now. Right. Not, I want to go through some pain now so that I can live that ultimate life down the line and, and get that that prize for, for going through the hard stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because I always say it takes a different individual. Till I say the other day, I uh, I leg pressed like eighteen plates, and Man. I was telling somebody, I was like, go. "What type of person wants to go to the gym and leg press eighteen plates? You know, like why would I put myself through that? Like when you yeah. really start to think about it, it's you know you you're different. Like that's crazy. You know, sure. like why why would you want to do that? But then it's you got just me like, beat, man. I thought I was all stoked. I, I hit seven plates aside, so fourteen plates earlier this week. I was like, yeah, damn, eighteen. Yeah. That's you're right though. You're right because when you put all them plates on that that leg press machine, people mm-hmm. start looking at you, right? Like yeah. everybody's looking at you, like oh, look at this guy, look at this guy, and it's it's a different individual, mm-hmm. somebody that's pushing themselves, right? That wants more. 
right more strength more mental strength physical strength right because most of that is mental strength right because right. we don't know what our body's really capable of because we don't push it right and you're never going to find out unless you push it and that's exactly what you're doing by throwing nine plates aside on that thing you're pushing yourself to the max mm -hmm. exactly and because a lot of times people go to the gym and they're just moving you know it's yeah. like there's but then that's okay that's their style everybody has their style but for me, it's like I'm going there to push the limit, to push my mind, to right. you know, put my mind through a test, you know, like because exactly I, I do about. the yeah, I do the like the uh, I go up in weight as I as I train, you know, yep. like I start and I go higher, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's yeah, like, and that's again, that's it's about what it does for me mentally. The mm -hmm. gym is not, yeah, I've gotten into the best shape of my life. That's cool, but really, it's it's about pushing yourself mentally, like you just said, right? Okay, mm -hmm. last time, last week I did six plates. Let's throw another plate on and see how we do, right? right? It's that constant challenge, pushing myself. All right, we did seven plates. Now let's throw seven plates and a quarter on there. Mm -hmm. Let's see what we can do and push right. that. How many reps we get? We got eight. All right, cool. Let's throw another 45 on. Let's keep mm -hmm. going. Right? right. It's it's not necessarily the number on the plate or the number of plates. It's that I'm incrementally challenging myself more and more and more to get to that next level. Right, man, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I feel like we could hit on a lot of topics. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> different yeah. episodes. But um, in closing, I want to ask you a question. That I ask everybody, when you leave this earth, what would you want to be known for? What would you want to leave behind? So the impact or the legacy that I want to leave is three men, my sons, that are elite men, that are servant leaders, that have positive impact on people's lives. If I do my job properly as a dad and as a husband, my boys will want to emulate me and be that man and take it to the next level. So if I do everything I'm trying to do and mm -hmm. they take it one step further, then I've done right. And that's the impact because it's not like we said earlier, it's not just going to impact them and their relationships. It's going to cascade. It's going to ripple out and they're going to have a, a larger impact on society. Right. And really that's, that's what I would love to have a legacy of is, of helping people, pushing people, including my sons, to be the best that they can be. Really align with your purpose. God's calling for you. And just just being servants, right? Like servant leaders is is such a big thing. And I, if we had more of them, we would be in a better place already. Mm -hmm. Wow. Beware of the three Tromley boys. <laughs> They're coming. <laughs> They're coming. Man, um, again, Patrick, I really appreciate you for taking your time out to talking with me um surprisingly well not coincidentally we have like minds like paths and we you know admired the same mentor you know i didn't pay for his mentorship but i observed and it definitely helped me out a lot which led me to the militant grind podcast and helping That's people awesome. training people you know basically doing what i've always wanted to do you know which is to yeah. help society based off of the things that i've been through in life and you know give the tools that i've learned along the way you know exactly right exactly yeah. right and that's these I, I love doing this kind of stuff especially when i connect with somebody like you and where we're able to really discuss the hard topics right people don't like to go into these kinds of areas because it makes them feel a certain kind of way mm -hmm. and to me good right that's a good thing feel that kind of way and then if it bothers you do something about it right right take action make a change do something to not feel that way. Make yourself feel good by putting in the work. Like Wes says, the work instills the worth, right? If you're not putting the work in, 
there's no reason why you have low self-esteem. There's no reason or no, no, it's not surprising that you have no, or a low level of self-esteem or self-worth. You mm-hmm. got to work on yourself so that you can bring that elite version, that best version of you to the world. All right. And then no one could, could say anything about you when right. you do that. So <laughs> undeniable, right. It's undeniable. And that's what you need. You can't have anybody test your gangster. You got to let them know like, Hey, you know, speak out. Yeah. I get you. Yep. I exactly get you. Right. Exactly. Well, again, right. Thank you, man. And, um, you know, we'll definitely have one of these again soon. Yeah. Let me know when I'll come back. I'm, I'm happy to do it. <laughs> All right. Thank you.